Hey, I'm Barry. And I'm Colton. And today on KingCast, we are excited to bring you into our conversation. Don't forget to like, share, and follow us. And let's get started and jump in with today's topic. Hey everyone, welcome to KingCast. So glad that you can join us. Today we got a guest with us, uh, another house church leader out of Sylvan Lake, and uh, we're just going to uh, let these two guys, Colton and Dan, talk about what is church. And let them uh, just go at this, what is church, because they are doing church in a different way in Sylvan Lake, and uh, yeah, people are being blessed, uh, things are happening, and people are being touched by the Lord. So here's Colton. We have uh, in the studio today... My good buddy and my partner uh, in crime, Dan Jensen. Hey, everybody. Dan um, moved to Sylvan Lake five, six years ago, yeah. around that time. And I had just basically moved to Sylvan Lake as well. Um, and then there's a really cool story about Dan joining Youth Unlimited at the time. And I was working in the oil field looking for some change and uh, ended up uh, stumbling into Dan having some cool talks, and then eventually joining Youth Unlimited as well. And we have worked together for the past five years um, in youth ministry, doing things like uh, skate park ministry, coffee shop ministry, school ministry, uh, Bible camps, uh, sports camps, hikings, uh, the list goes on. We've done a bunch together, and it's been an amazing five years. Um, and now... Uh, it's March 2nd, 2021, in the middle of a pandemic, and we felt like the Lord told us to jump out of the boat again and uh, launch what we're going to talk about today, house churches. So, Dan, what is a house church? Yeah. Or what is church, I yeah, should what say. what is church? Um, yeah, let's start big and then narrow it down a bit. I think church is... Um, simply put, the body of Christ, the people who call themselves followers of Jesus, meeting together. I think um, the Bible says where two or three are gathered, I am with them. So it seems like there's something about, it doesn't matter if you're in a building or, or not. It's when you come together to kind of do what Jesus tells us to do. And uh, you got Acts 2.42 there. Yeah, Acts 2.42 says, uh, Every believer was faithfully devoted to the following, the teachings of the apostle, their hearts were mutually linked to one another, sharing communion, and coming together regularly for fellowship and for prayer. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's really important because there wasn't really a blueprint you know, these, the, the early church, these new disciples of Jesus after he had died and resurrected and left them mm -hmm. with the gift of the Holy Spirit, there was no, this is the program you run. It mm -hmm. was just, hey, get together and remember my teachings. Yeah. Um, be with me, be with each other. You need each other as you walk this thing out. And especially in that early church, man, there was persecution left, right and center, right? Mm -hmm. So we're 2000 some years removed from that. But I think it's important to remember how it started and what they did initially. Mm -hmm. And so I have just a bunch of verses here. I'm just going to blast through them. Um, 13 verses total. A bunch of them come from Acts and then Romans, Corinthians, Colossians, and Philemon. And um, in each one of these verses, so Acts 2.46 talks about house church. All of them are talking about house church, by the way. Acts 5.42, house church. Acts 8.3, house church. Um, 
house church. Um, Acts 10.2, met at Cornelius's house. Acts 12.12, met at Mary's house. Acts 16.32, met at the jailer's house. Acts 16.40, met at Linda's house. Acts 18.7, Titus, um, met at Titus's house. Acts 20.20, met at a house. Romans 16, um, Persia's house. Um, again, in Corinthians, Persia's house, Colossians, uh, Neophon's house, and Phil- Philemon at Philemon's house. And so, yeah, just um, a picture of where the church got its start. Mm-hmm. And it was like-minded believers meeting in spaces. And you can actually even read in Acts, um, I believe it was all of those spaces. It says they met in a house. Other times it says they met down by the river. Mm-hmm. Other times it says they met in the temple. Um, so it wasn't like a designated, this is our spot, but it was more so about just meeting. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. My favorite is Linda's house. I forgot that Linda, <laughs> Lydia. <was laughs> oh yeah. Lydia. Sorry. <laughs> Linda. That's so good. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool. And I think, so they were focused around, it seemed like food and fellowship, yeah. teaching, prayer, remembering Jesus. But then there was this missional element too, mm-hmm. that maybe um, it's hard for us to reconcile that in like a typical Sunday centric service. Mm-hmm. So we come for us, but do we leave for them? Yeah. You know what I mean by that? Yeah. So it's really cool thinking, we were talking about this before, the church doesn't have a mission. Yep. The mission of Jesus has a church. He's choosing to use us. Yeah. Yeah. So break that down a bit. Um, I feel like, yeah, like you said, we typically, the mission has a, doesn't have a church. Did you say? The church doesn't have a mission. The, the church mission. doesn't have a mission. Yeah. yeah. Um, and lots of times I think we think the end goal is to get people in the church mm-hmm. and that's our mission, mm-hmm. but the mission has a church. So it's about community living. It's about um, meeting your neighbors and eating with them or, um, I don't know, going down to the lake where we live and um, doing a worship thing. It's about living in community. And then from there you can go, oh yeah, and we do this thing on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Come come eat in my living room. Oh yeah, and we do this thing on Sunday if you want to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, so the mission has a church. Yeah. So... Um, does that change the way like that we do it? <laughs> yeah, I think we we always need to remember why we're gathering and uh, how we do it. So you can gather around programs, and I don't think that's bad. Mm-hmm. Like um, your own little tribes. Yeah, so young adults or yeah. kids men or women's group or... Singles group. Yeah, retirees <laughs> group. Yeah. Uh, I think all those have a, a, a point. But it's maybe good to differentiate between the point and the mission of mm. why you're gathering. So you can you can hang out. And sometimes I think we got to remember that we're not all in the same place as the body of Christ. Mm. Sometimes you do just need X amount of days or weeks or months just to heal and recover and mm-hmm. be heard. And other times you actually need to be trained and equipped and activated to be sent back out. Yeah. So just even knowing like the stages of your tribe or your people or your own heart is really important. Yeah, that's good. And one thing I've noticed that's the same in every church is if you're, if you are not the speaker 
or you are not the worship leader, um, there is this huge gap of where you can get connected in. Where do the apostles, where do the prophets, where do the evangelists, uh, where do the intercessors, where do those people fit in mm -hmm. to a, uh, a normal Sunday church? Where's their participation? Mm -hmm. And that can be really hard and really discouraging for some of those people who want to be involved in some way or have a passion on their heart to do something. Mm -hmm. And so, um, yeah, how do you deal with that? What is What needs to change, I guess, in the church for... Or does anything need to change? <laughs> yeah. Maybe just the mindset of how to util better utilize and equip um, our saints to go out and do the work. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's almost like the Sunday morning, those two hours or whatever it is, aren't bad. But if that's all that it is, then it's maybe out of order, yeah. out of place. Yeah. So what's another tangible um, expression for the body of Christ, the church to be missional outside of Sunday morning, you know, like where are those avenues for the apostle, mm -hmm. prophet, evangelist, the yeah. intercessor, intercessor, yeah. um, the people with the gifts of healing, all that stuff to go out and utilize those things. Mm -hmm. Cause there, there, there maybe isn't that space on a Sunday morning. Yeah. So for, for us, and we'll kind of get into this in a little bit, um, we've kind of thought, what if the Sunday morning gathering is actually part B? Yep. And the part A is that missional community piece. Mm -hmm. And I think some churches, we try to do that in small groups or a life group or something. But what I've experienced, and I'm not that old, I haven't been to that many small groups, is it seems like it's just bigger church broken down into a smaller group of mm -hmm. people. It's Sunday church on a Wednesday night. And they're all like-minded. They're probably already all friends, most of them. Yeah, and the focus, again, is the teaching Yeah, and, and the being together, which is actually what we do on Sunday mornings. Yeah. So how do those, those gifts of mission yeah. for the encouragement and the building up of the church, how do those flesh out? Mm -hmm. Have you seen that or what do you think? Yeah. Um, this in our house churches, we've had people sort of push back and, but why not just go to church? And, and again, we, we always say we are not in competition with church. We are in complement to church. Mm -hmm. Um, you can come in and if you have an idea or something that's on your heart, we want to facilitate that. We want to equip that person um, give them some tools some evangelism tools or um, steer them in the right direction to actually be activated and go out and do those things. And so in our house churches, we've, um, we've led teams to go downtown and pray for homeless people. Um, we actually had brand new believers. They got saved. And then shortly after, they started to go downtown on Sunday nights because they saw that there was this need where um, the city and the town and the churches, they would feed the homeless people all week except for one day, and that was on Sunday. So then they started gathering things and, and, and taking food downtown on Sundays and feeding people. Um, we are always inside of house church um, because it's a small body of people. We're all very accountable to each other. Um, it's really obvious when... Dan sitting in the circle and he hasn't said anything the whole hour 
um, we can turn to him and say, what's on your heart, Dan? What have you been reading? So there's this accountability piece. There's this piece put on you to actually show up with something and be part of it. But most churches will probably do more than we will ever do. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's how we, we think about it. Um, Jesus told uh, everything we do, uh, we believe is a net. And so our five years in youth ministry, we had an indoor skate park. That was a net. We had a coffee shop. That was a net. Uh, we did these hiking trips. That was a net. Everything we do is just a net. And God is asking us to throw our nets in the water. Um, and so a mega church, they are a net. They are a massive net. But in that net is some more gaps, is some more holes, people to slip through. Then you move to um, a smaller church. And again, it's a net. Um, and again, that net is a little smaller and the holes are a little smaller. So less um, people maybe slip through. Um, but when it comes to house church, we are a smaller net. So we may catch less fish, but our net is super tight. Mm-hmm. There's no way for someone to slip through. Have you, have you experienced house church, Dan? Yeah, I think it's crazy that um, just like a really quick version, when we moved to Sylvan, we just started doing worship nights with you and your wife, Erin. And then we started eating together and worshiping. Then we started to read the Bible and worship and pray and intercede for the youth of our town and stuff. And it was just so beautiful. And so it grew really organically in our living room with you guys. At what time or what point does that become church and not just a small group? Yeah, I think... I think when you remember the mission and you do the things that has kind of been outlined, laid out (laughs) by the scriptures. So for us, we actually did that for a long time. And somebody challenged us to say, you guys are actually functioning like a small group because you're not getting outside. You're not telling the gospel to anyone. You're not tithing. Yeah. And you're not, uh, maybe just those two things. The sacraments, I think, too. Yeah. So then just this last season, as we're making this more intentionally missional church communities, um, since we've started doing offerings, giving Mm -hmm. in November, Mm -hmm. I think between our two groups, Mm -hmm. um, it's somewhere around $7,500 that we've given up and given out. Yeah. We've taken up and given out between like 30 people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Um, so we just started to gather and then it grew. And working at Timber Coffee in a global pandemic, I just feel like I've had this boldness lately to talk to people and ask questions of, hey, do you have peace right now? How's your heart in this? Um, what's your faith journey? Do you know God? Do you know the gospel? Would you ever come to church? And a lot of those questions were yes, 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 but they don't want to come to a Sunday service Mm. because of past hurts or fear or insecurity, Mm. probably a number of things. And then this simple follow-up question of, oh, would you ever come to like our house church? And they were so curious, Mm -hmm. just like couldn't understand what what we were doing that we could be doing outside of a church building outside of a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And so one story was really cool. I was chatting with um, a lady and she was just questioning us on some of these things, not out of skepticism, but like, so why, why, why aren't you just doing this inside of the church? And I simply said, would your son who grew up in the church as a young adult now, 
is he coming to church? And she said, no, not really. He's not involved, not invested. And I said, would he come to something that we're doing on a Wednesday night? And she goes, I get it. That's good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're seeing lots of people um, that maybe wouldn't walk through the doors of a church or have a few questions first or um, have been involved in church for a long time, but feel like they've never really played a part in it. And so we have this wide spread of people. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, I honestly, that's what I love about it. Mm -hmm. um, we're all at different walks, but we're all trying to hunger and thirst for righteousness, for Jesus, and chase after him together inside of a community. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think for, for us, so we split up this last year. Us and Colton and Aaron were together for four years and our, our house was full when we were allowed to before the pandemic and stuff. And we, we made this intentional multiplication. Mm -hmm. So now we're in two different nights, two different bodies, reaching two different demographics, which is really cool. Mm -hmm. And our whole goal is that all of us individually and collectively become activated yeah. in their gift yeah. for the mission of encouraging and, and building up and sharing the gospel and making disciples. Mm -hmm. So it's just, I'd say the, the crux word, like the pivot point for us is, are you actively um, seeking to advance the kingdom of God yeah. in your network? Yeah. Whether that's your friend group or yeah. your job. Yeah. And, and we want people to understand spiritual gifts and just fire them up, encourage them, yeah. get them sent out. And it's not sent out and hopefully we see them in a week. It's sent out so that we can run into them throughout the week too. Mm -hmm. We want it to feel like community, yeah. feel like your close like family that you'll run into and encourage and send a text, you know, a couple times a week to yeah. say, how are you doing with that thing we talked about on Monday? Yeah. Reading through the same scriptures, praying for the same things, that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think if I, if I could end, I would say of... Um, new believers. We have non-believers. We have 85-year-old men who yeah. have grown up in church and are so hungry and passionate for God and seeing Him come. Yeah. Earth. Yeah. And so again, to finish with that quote, uh, you want to say it? Yeah. The church doesn't have a mission. The mission of God has a church. Yeah. And so we just send you out today. Um, you have a mission. God has placed something on your heart. Um, don't wait for a divine encounter. Be a divine encounter for someone today. Um, and in that mission, in you pursuing Jesus and, and being mindful of him, having your eyes set on him, you will see things happen around you in that day. And just remember, the mission has a church. Mm -hmm. There's a place where you can invite people back to. Um, and that's great. Um, but first, we need to step into their world, I believe. Yeah, that's so good.